It's not Timothy Woods. I think it's Journey, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably uh, Journey because they're talking about Journey in the chat room. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, uh, okay. Let's get this. Let's kick this thing off and get it going here tonight. You got a couple of neat little things to talk about. So, welcome to everybody out there. You are tuned in to Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about ham radio. And we're on here every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, right here on W5KUB.com. You can find us on YouTube under W5KUB, but you're not going to find the chat room there. We run our own chat room, and uh, it's for a lot of different reasons. We have a lot more control and can do a lot more with our own chat room. So, uh, and, and, in fact, Hambot uh, actually was built to operate on an IRC chat room, and we tried him on uh, we tried him on the YouTube chat room and it was just a, a failure. Anyway, welcome everybody out there, and want to say hello especially to shortwave listeners out there. You know, many of us got our start in ham radio by being shortwave listeners. <clears throat> I remember oh, the, the big old Zenith radio with the big dial in it, and I was probably 15 years old and tuning and. Listening to all these signals, you know, Radio Moscow and Havana, Cuba, Quito, Ecuador. Man, uh, that was kind of cool back then. So welcome all you uh, shortwave listeners out there. Uh, you're a part of this group. And uh, if you will, and I know you're listening out there on WBCQ, low power, 50,000 watts coming to you out of Monticello, Maine. Uh, but uh, shoot us an email and let us know where you are and how you're hearing the station. So you can send that email to Tom at W5KUB.com. Tom at W5KUB.com. Also, uh, hey, uh, I need you to subscribe, if you will. It really helps our show out. So I'm going to help you out here. See that little arrow I just put there? That tells you where to go, I think, to subscribe. So if you'll uh, if you'll kind of look down here somewhere around that arrow, it should tell you where you can click to subscribe to our channel. And, uh, you know, subscribe and hit that notify bell button because sometimes we come on and we have something in between the week that uh, uh, you don't want to miss. So uh, please do that. If you're out there listening on shortwave, you can join the live video show just by uh, coming to W5KUB.com and, uh, at 8 o'clock Tuesday nights. And you can also enter into our chat room there and talk with other people that are watching the show and talk directly to us. So we have a good time there. Hey, join our Facebook group. Our Facebook group is, uh, follows this uh, show. It's a great ham radio Facebook group. We've got about 13,000 hams in that group now. And if you will, just search for uh, W5KUB, W5KUB, and uh, that will put you in our uh, uh, Facebook ham radio group, and we'll approve you and get you right in there. So uh, please do that. Also, just, hey, while we're talking about all the different ways we're, we're getting out there to people, uh, don't forget, we're on nearly every podcast carrier there is uh, out in the world out there. We're on iTunes, iNet Radio, Google Play. All the people are carrying us out there. You can listen to our show anytime, day or night. Everything is recorded. Everything is archived. 
Uh, oh, I forgot to throw the picture up. WBCQ right there. Look at that. Nice summertime picture. Boy, I tell you, I don't think I'd want to live way, way, way up here in North Glen. Uh, actually, today I will go up there. It was 101 yeah. degrees today. Man, look at that right there. Man, I hate to see it. In, I hate to see it in uh, December or January, man. I tell well, you that's what, true. That, but that snow gets deep up here, doesn't it? Yeah, but we're going to be another 100 tomorrow. And then they say we're going to get the fall. And I'm going to bet <clears> that we go straight from <throat> summer to, to winter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well hey, you yeah, know I'm, what? We I'm had all a cool, for going up there right now. We had a cool front come through here. It was like 83 the last couple of days. And tomorrow, I think it's going to be uh, like 105 or something. I mean, it's, it's something it, like that. They turned the blowtorch back on for tomorrow. Now, I did uh, get a lot of my uh, satellite and my, my rotors and my, my antennas fixed up. I got just a little, about another half hour of work to do on them up here. But I'm, it looks like I'm going to have to do it in 105-degree heat with probably about yeah. 80% 80 80 humidity, man. Oh, oh I got geez. real lucky. My air conditioner died just as it got to that little cool front. And uh, they got it fixed yesterday morning just as it was crossing into 100 degrees. Yeah. Oh, man, hey, I, I feel sorry for you, man. Lose your man, air it was It was hot. Yeah. Plus... Plus, not not only losing it, it's just the cost of getting those things fixed. You know. Yeah, that's that's life. But I, they must, yep. uh, you know, those air conditioning systems must have uh, catalytic converters on them. You know, where they got that platinum and everything in them. You know, and yeah, and that way, you know, that that makes them really expensive. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They've just got unobtainium running inside the the, the tubes. Hey, uh, I to get off subject talking about catalytic converters i was reading one of the neighborhood uh, posts here somebody said at 5 30 they heard some noise out outside and uh, and somebody was underneath their car sawing off the catalytic yep. ca catalytic converter man they didn't yeah. get it they they uh they got spooked out of there but uh, uh left a couple good good uh, cuts oh yeah they the they got some um the office that i work in is pretty much a 24-hour call center as well and uh, yeah, in the middle of the night, they would come in and help themselves to a couple catal catalytic converters, and it's a fenced-in compound. Yeah, so, go figure. Man, too bad we can't just shoot people like that. You know? Oh man. Yeah, I know it'd be so much more fun. Actually, well, they even stole a car from inside the compound and drove it yeah. right through the fence. You know, maybe. Nah, I won't get into that. I won't get into. <laughs> I, I, won't, I had I, I had an idea, but I, I'm not. Nah, it's too controversial. Nah, uh, no, I, so I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just, stay just away from that. Just electrify the catalytic converter. Yeah, I'll stay away from that right now. I don't even know where I was going here. Let's see. Hey, you know, um, I think next week we, we I think next week we probably are going to have you do your uh, forum on here about okay. uh, Arduino and the next generation. Probably, I think that's what's going to be uh, uh, geared up for next week. So I want everybody to uh, be sure and remember and tune in next week uh, for that because you've got some uh, exciting new things happening there. Uh, yeah, that was the one that I did in Huntsville. So it was recorded live in front of a studio audience, and that was the first time that I did that. And to me, that's probably the best forum and Arduino uh, presentation that I have done to this point. It was really a lot of fun. Well, great, great. Hey, I noticed uh, a call in here earlier that I recognized. I think I recognized it. KDA QDP. 
Now, how did I recognize that? Well, I'm flying, uh, I'm working with a friend of mine, uh, AA5, AA6DY, uh, up in the Chicago area. And uh, we're doing a lot of uh, balloon building and modifying and so forth. And I believe the KD8 uh, QDP was one of the calls that, uh, that was put on a couple of the balloons that were launched uh, about a week or 10 days ago. Uh, QDP, if that was you, uh, tell us in the chat room. Maybe I have this all wrong. You know, sometimes uh, to me, uh, all these call letters look alike here. But uh, hey, we're going to give you an update a little later tonight on uh, W5KUB 112. We're stuck up in the Arctic somewhere, and uh, we're up there pretty high. You can't go any higher. And uh, the sun is out all day, but the sun never gets higher than about, oh man. About about that high right there, all day. Yeah, it's the about sun, five six feet off the ground. Yeah, man. the sun don't get but about five or six feet off the ground the whole day. That's when it peaks out, man. So we're just flying around, almost uh, you know, in uh, we're, we're in radio silence up there all right now. So we're gonna talk yeah. about that. But the uh, KD8 QDP in the chat room says it's not him, but thanks for thinking it was. Okay, it's like we'll just erase that. Just uh, everybody, just back up and forget I said that. Uh, I have to go look it up. It 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 sure, I sure thought it was QDP. Anyway, anyway, okay. Oh, uh, let's see who's in the chat room. Yeah, here. tell me. I was driving into into the sun going to work today, and man, it it's yeah. brutal right oh, now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, when your windshield's a little dirty and that sun is just right on it, it really makes it tough, man. Yeah. Well, you know, know, I get the dew in the morning, and yeah. I don't get it cleared off you yeah. know, before I start heading east. And I'm usually blinded by the time I get to the end of my street. Well, hey, I got a couple things to talk about tonight. And uh, we'll probably open the, uh, the lines uh, a little bit earlier tonight. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to get my satellite station built back up. And... Uh, I also want to try some EME, you know, some digital yeah. EME with it. But my antennas were out of commission because my rotors wouldn't turn. Neither rotor, the azimuth, the azimuth or the elevation rotor just were, were dead. So uh, last week I got them down and um, I pulled the rotors off. I took them out in my shop out there. And um, did a little little maintenance and work on them. Got them got them running here. Got some pictures uh, just to show you here. Uh, and Glenn, you're probably an expert on these rotors too. But let's see, and you can you can fill in here. Let's see what we got. There we are. I, we got two different rotors right there. That one on the left is an Alliance. Uh, it's I think it's an HD seventy three uh, Alliance rotor. Uh, I've had that rotor about fifty years. That rotor has been running for half a century. And then right to the right of that is uh, a Kenpro yeah. uh, uh, elevation rotor that uh, Ye- Yezu finally bought out and rebranded it. Uh, so right. that was the Yezu, or, well, it's a Kenpro uh, elevation rotor. Now, neither yeah. one of those would work. Man, they were just dead from, from yeah. down here. The, so The Yesu one turned into the, I mean, the Kenpro turned into the Yesu G5400. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I've got here is the Yesu version of that. Yeah. That one on the right is the uh, K, uh, Kenpro, K, uh, KP, 
500, I think, is the yeah. model if somebody asked uh, about it. Uh, I haven't actually uh, activated my 9700 yet. I haven't even turned it on yet. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I didn't realize it had 1,200. Is it got 1,200 megs in it? Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, well, heck, now i got to get another antenna up on the roof. Yeah, well, boy, that's going to take some feed line, too. And another know? run of coax, yeah. yeah. So let's talk. Let's continue to talk about rotors here, man. And, 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 I, and, and again, I'm going to go over what, I'm, what I have to work with. I don't have just – I've got great uh, – I've got great capabilities for uh, wire antennas. I've got 100-foot trees all around my house, uh, and I still have – probably 40 or 50 that are standing probably 20 have fallen on the house over the last uh, 10 years <laughs> but uh i've got they got a lot of space for uh, uh you know wiring antennas we've got a one acre lot here so it's fairly good size this is uh i'm standing on a little flat roof this is over a back porch that's got a flat roof and that's where i have my satellite antennas and that's looking north so you can see down toward the horizon there's a lot of trees uh, down toward the horizon there. Oh, you just need to get out there with your chainsaw. Yeah, or some of those trees need to fall there. Uh, yeah, now also, you know, if you had zoomed back a little bit, you'd see the target that's painted on the corner of your roof for all those 20 trees to oh, be Oh, yeah, on. yeah. Let's see if I got, I think I got some more pictures here. Let's see. Now, okay. Now, looking to the west, there's my rotor. There's my uh, azimuth rotor right there, and the antennas, of course, set on top of that. You were looking to the north. Now you're looking to the west. You're looking to the west. I've got to shoot through the house. Yeah. i got to shoot That's, through the house to the west. But You're going to hey, be restricted to some pretty, you know, but it, high it, angle overhead passes. But it works. It works. I can shoot through the house. It, You know, the signal yeah. does go through it's the house. Me. There's some attenuation there. But uh, that's that's my western view. Now, now think about this. Anything up at about a 45 degree or higher, I've got clear sky. Uh, but when I'm when I'm aimed straight at the horizon, these this is what is in my way. Mm-hmm. So let's see. That was west, and uh, uh, this is south. You can see yeah. I'm not, south there. I got a lot of vegetation to the south right there. Yeah, and uh, I had an east picture. Let's see, I don't know where my east picture is, but I, anyway, so that's kind of where we are. And, and again, neither rotor worked. So uh, let's see. I don't have these in any particular order. Let me do this. Let me do this. See, I got really lucky. I've got a line of pine trees to the uh-huh. north, right next to my <clears throat> house, but. Everything else is clear skies, no trees in the way. Yeah, you know, from from horizon well, and, level. And, and in the winter time, in the winter time, I lose all those leaves, and it pretty much yeah. opens up uh, in yeah. the winter time uh, here, uh, which is great because uh, I'm wanting to do some try to do some EME, and and you need to do that down toward the horizon. So I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. kind of shoot between the trees there. So. Well, you're that's, just gonna have to get out in the middle of the night and take down yeah, some trees. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's the owner's manual. That's the Alliance HD seventy three. Like I said, that that thing has been going now for about uh, fifty years at least. Now I want to tell somebody, tell you all you guys out there, if you if somebody gives you a tower or gives you a rotor, first of all, be aware, towers can kill you. And 
rotors might not be a lot of fun. If you have not opened up a rotor before, you need to be, you need to be very careful. Uh, this particular Alliance rotor here has uh, over 100 ball bearings in it. You see the top ring right there? There's also a lower ring of bearings in there. And uh, if you pull that thing apart and have it, are holding it sideways, uh, let me tell you, you're going to be looking for ball bearings for the next six months in your shop. Amen. Yes. You'll Been be there, looking for done them. that. You might as well just go ahead and order you some new bearings because you're not going to find them. Right. I think I've got several packages yeah. over here. So, so you can see, you can see here. This is inside my Alliance rotor there, and it looks like I've just cleaned up one uh, strip around there of, uh, of ball bearings. They, those look pretty clean here. And uh, you know, I think the mistake I made uh, probably a couple years ago, I put just regular grease in there. Yeah, and that regular grease, it just turns into i don't know what it turns into just well it just kind of just it, 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 it bakes and turns into clay yeah into clay that's pretty pretty much it is so what i what i use this time i've got lithium some lithium spray yeah. uh gre grease that uh, i just sprayed those bearings with that lithium uh grease so be careful man when you take these things apart just i'm just warning you right now uh you might not get it back together. Think it, think it through. You know, think it through. So, you know, another there's another shot of uh, the the track there and, and some of the bearings. And again, there's bearings above and below what you're seeing here. Yeah, it's fun to put it back together. Yeah, yeah. And there it is upside down. And uh, if I had knocked that thing over, I would have had a big problem because uh, I was just putting those bearings back in there on the bottom side. And you got a you got a ring collar that slides over that and and uh, bolts down right there. So uh, you got to be careful there. I mean, you got to be careful. Let's see what yeah. else I got. A lot of gears I in there. What grease I used on mine, but it's a heavy, almost an automotive <coughs> rear end grease, but it's not the standard grease. Yeah, a lot of gears in there. You know, you got a little bitty motor and uh, a lot of gears that. Uh, uh, gear ratios that have to all work together there. Now, here's a shot here. You might not know what this is. There's a plastic gear in there. And if you look at that little brown spot, you might wonder what that is. Well, that gear cracked about 35 years ago. That, that gear actually had a crack across there. And I got another piece of plastic, and I glued it on top of that gear uh right there over that crack wow and uh it has been solid rock solid for the last 35 years and it still uh looks you know okay you know i bet if you got a 3d printer you could probably print you a new one of those well you i might could but you know yeah i, I wonder my question would be how durable would that material be that you well you can with? get carbon fiber oh okay uh extrusion <coughs> material now, uh, filament now okay so I'm sure it would it would be very durable. Yeah. So you can see there, uh, that's kind of like the, the attic over my second story That to the west. Uh, I don't have a good shot to the west. I don't have a good shot to the south. Uh, I don't have a good shot anyway, really. Uh, but there it is, back on the workbench, put together. Got some power to it. And, hey, it turns. I, I wore it out turning it back and forth. Oh, Glenn, you know, when I first hooked it up in the shop, and I hit the button, it didn't turn. 
It, oh, no. did, it didn't turn. Now, now, this is before I worked on it. Oh, yeah. You know, I took it down because it was dead. It didn't turn. And you know what? I put my head on that rotor, and I just nudged that rotor a sixteenth of an inch and hit and that it, button, and it started turning. Yeah, you, you broke you broke the, the freeze. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was like nothing, man. Anyway, so I'm hoping, and I regress and clean things up. So I'm hoping it's working better. Uh, yeah, every yeah, you know, I I nudge my rotors, you know, every so often just for that very reason. Yeah, yeah. So so my my installation is is kind of semi temporary. Uh, as I mentioned, this is a flat roof over a back porch area, and. Uh, uh, you know, if you look at that roof, that's a that's over a twelve twelve pitch roof, and that's pretty difficult for me to walk on or climb on. I don't know how those guys walk around on it. Yeah, but my, uh, my it would be difficult for me. Bit. I'd probably end up in the hospital if I tried going up on the roof and mounting that somewhere. So I decided just to mount the tripod on this flat roof. And what I did, I got me a uh, pallet, and I welded me a frame together uh, with four uh, four. Uh, uh, legs on it and braces and I and screwed it to the uh, pallet and uh, that's what I've been using but but I decided I got to replace the pallet look at the, the pallet is starting to rot you let it sit right there yeah the pallet's starting to rot and that's been up there probably six or seven years so uh, I went out uh, and found me uh, a new pallet today and uh I'm doing some modifications to it, putting some braces uh, inside it there, uh, where the the uh, the uh, the mount will sit down on top of it, and it will screw in with the the lag bolts. So we'll be putting that back up there, and we'll be putting um, putting the weights back on it. And uh, you know, there's not a lot of antenna. It's kind of blocked, winds blocked with the house, and uh, it's it's pretty sturdy up here, actually. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so that that's the Alliance rotor. Uh, that's the Alliance rotor, and um, here's the uh, here's the uh, Kenpro slash Yezu uh, market rotor later, and uh, this is the uh, elevation rotor with the control box there. And I just started taking it apart. It was stuck solid. It would not turn at all. And uh, uh, I, I tell you, I, I I've never opened this before, so I didn't know what to expect. As far yeah, as I don't think I've ever been as inside far as one bearings of coming out and everything. But what I found out, there's a little race in each end that holds the bearings. They snap in, so you the bearings wouldn't actually have fallen out of this. Uh, but there's a lot of parts again in these things, so. You got to be careful taking these things apart or pulling these parts out, and you got to get them all back in right if you want this thing to uh, to work right. So <clears throat> it wouldn't turn. Here's the cover off. <clears throat> it wouldn't turn at all. And uh, so I thought, well, maybe it's a capacitor in the control box. I changed that out. That didn't help. Uh, I reached my finger over that little plate there, and I tried to turn the motor, and man, it won't turn. So. I take the motor out right there, and I try to turn the motor, and it is frozen solid. Man, the motor wow. is frozen solid. So I give it a real hard twist, and it, it comes loose, and it spins freely. And, of course, I put some uh, lithium uh, 
lithium uh, uh, lubricant uh, in there on, on the shaft, but it, it started spinning. Uh, wow. Well, and and what, of course, while I had it off, I cleaned cleaned the uh, places, cleaned all the bearings off, and put the lithium grease and stuff back on there, and greased up the gears, and uh, um, get it all back together, and it's working. So, um, let's see. That's the south view. Yeah, so uh, what we can see here is, if I can find the, the view here I'm looking for. Oh, here's a, here's an interesting. You guys, you might not know what that is. I took it off. Uh, that is a camera. That is a wireless camera that I uh, had on the end of that 13-element beam. And uh, the reason for that is you could aim straight down through the elements, and you could aim it at the moon uh, by watching the television screen in the shack. So uh, it, would, uh, it would provide great uh, aim uh, uh, for getting those things right on the moon. Now, I need to get me some better cameras or something to put up there, a little bit better connection. I was not real satisfied with that. But uh, uh, you can see I had a camera on there at one time. There's some of the bearings, how they fit in here, and you, if you look closely, you can see there's a little little ring that they snap into, so uh, um, this one's not quite as dangerous to take apart. Um, so anyway, got them back together, and um, let's see. This is typically kind of what they look like uh, on the roof. You know, I got the 440 and the 2-meter there. You can see the uh, uh, elevation rotor at the top. You can see the uh, uh, azimuth rotor at the bottom. Now, that that uh, t that two-meter antenna there was only a five-element. So when I would aim it straight up, the bottom of the antenna uh, would miss the roof of the building. But when I put that 13-element on there, I had to put a longer uh, pipe uh, in that rotor right there. Looks like uh, maybe Bill. Let me get Bill in here. So I had to put a longer, uh, a longer pipe in here because the 13 uh, element uh, beam. Once I aimed straight up, it was hitting the uh, hitting the roof of the or the floor there that it was sitting on. So anyway, um, so th that's an old picture of the uh, 440 and the two meters on there, uh, kind of up at about a 45 degree angle. Uh, uh, Walt came over and helped me take it down. The uh, it's almost just a little bit over my head, and although those beams aren't don't weigh much, when you get that when you get that rotor at the top of that pipe, and you're trying to hold that thing up over your head and drop it down in that bottom rotor, it gets a little heavy. So uh, I need to get Walter over, and uh, actually it'll be easy because we'll just tilt this base and we'll plug in that top mast. And then we'll set the base back up on that new, uh, on the new uh, pallet, and hopefully we'll be good for another, you know, five years or so. So that's kind of where we uh, are with uh, our, our our satellite system. I hope that in the next month we can um, we can try to get something on. Maybe start working a few of the satellites. Uh, again, I'm more interested in trying to work EME, but I think I'm going to have to wait till the leaves get off the trees. 
before I can do E and E uh, there. Uh, I think Bill joined us. Bill, you there? Um, yeah, I uh, there he is. wanted to mention that I had a HD73 uh, for many years, and I've had very heavy loads on them, and it worked great. In fact, it survived a direct hit by a tornado. The antenna, the tower, and part of the house did not survive, but yeah. the HD73 worked great. I just pulled it off the twisted mask that used to be my antenna and my tower and uh, put up a new tower and put up the HD 73. I didn't even have to clean it up any. It uh, worked great. So it's, yeah. well, it's you know, still like tank. It's a great rotor. It, it's a good rotor. Again, uh, I, I uh, for many, many years, I had a Mosley uh, Classic 33 Trabander up on it, plus two meters, plus some other things. And uh, it's always worked out well for me. It's uh, always, always handled it. And you know, rotors are expensive. Well, now. I had you... a three element. I had a three element quad on that thing, and it was heavy. Uh, yeah. And it was the tri band quad, and then I had a TA thirty six, a TH six DXX. So had some big heavy loads on that thing, and. Out in the countryside, the flatlands in the Midwest, it was uh, it was definitely a lot of uh, a lot of wind. By the way, uh, your uh, your show a couple weeks ago uh, cost me some money. Yeah, I knew it was probably about two hundred and fifty bucks. That's right. I had to get yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there. That, you know, uh, I just got it in, and uh, I'm gonna. Have a lot of fun playing with this. It's really well built and very solid. So I'm excited to get it on on the air here. I'm Look, just loading the software in it uh, as we speak. Yeah, I played with mine a little bit. I haven't had it on in, in quite a while, but it's a it's a neat little uh, receiver there. And uh, you know, I I've got yeah, that's I bought the, that. Uh, that's the play. I got the duo. The one that had the Two, two frequencies at yeah. once. So yeah. I went and got the two. So. You know, I bought that, uh, um, what is it? That um, that little $60 computer. That might that might run with that yeah. SDR play. It might, it, you know, it's pretty good Windows, a little Windows uh, uh, 10. If, if they're not running anything else, well, it, might, it, might, run it. it might, might run in. It might run in. Well, let me know yeah, how that probably won't run on a Chrome. Chrome. It won't run what, on what? What was that, Bill? Oh, I said it probably won't run on a Chromebook, but uh, I think you've got a full-blown Windows laptop there. Yeah, yeah, well, I've got a bunch of those. Yeah, I might have to put it on something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Well, let's see. There's a lot of comments uh, about my pallet here. Make it last longer. Well, you know, pallets are uh, pretty cheap. Uh, I just went up to Lowe's and they gave me one. So, uh, you know, hey, I can replace my pallet every five years, I guess. So, Anyway, hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it uh, working here. It's getting cool enough I can work on it. It's been too hot to, to do it. Hey, let me ask you a question there real quick. Bill, you've had COVID. Are you over it yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 
it was two weeks uh, of feeling pretty rough, but uh, the last week has been good. All right. Did it I'm last back to my normal, abnormal self? Did it actually? Did you were you positive like for two weeks? No, uh, I just felt felt oh, okay. lousy and not like I didn't have any energy. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I was, uh, I, was, was I was positive. I didn't test it. I didn't test positive after about five days. Yeah. I was positive for uh, one week. Kathy was positive for about two weeks. And uh, like you said, man, even after that, you just, you want to take a nap, man, all the time, man. You want to take, you want to get some rest. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. The week after, well, during my second week, I was just, just laying around a lot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I remember when I had it, I was just pretty useless. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I'm mm-hmm. useless anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as I mentioned, we may have some new people coming in next week. Uh, I think Glenn is going to have his. Uh, we're going to do Glenn's forum on here next week and let you uh, hear all about the uh, next generation of Arduino that he's working on. And in a couple weeks after that, I think I'm going to be out of here. I'm uh, not sure what we're going to do, but uh, I'm going to head over to uh, Russellville, Arkansas. I may attend a uh, club meeting on Tuesday night over there uh, with the Arkansas River Valley uh, Club. Uh, might even give a presentation. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but that's where I went to college. And, uh, uh, man, I hadn't been over in about 50 years. And... Uh, I, I want to go look at uh, just you know look at the campus again and uh, you know when I when I was there uh, each year I moved into a new dorm uh, the last dorm was called uh, Payne Hall the new the new dorm Payne Hall but you know what Glenn that was fifty years ago it ain't wow. new it ain't new no more man no. <laughs> But I look; it's still there. I did a Google map, and and you know it's still there. Now I just wonder they must. I'm sure they've gone in and done some things to it. But you know, we got away. We were we were electrical engineering, and we got away with some crazy things here. Uh, we 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 actually put a radio. I built a radio station here in the, in the floor of the room one one week, and we ran a long wire out the window, and and uh, we didn't have back then. Well, you didn't have phones in your room. And uh, but there was a phone on the wall right outside our door, and um, so uh, we would play records, and people would call that phone, and and uh, we would uh, would would play records for them. I want to see. I I don't know if I can get in there or not, but when I get there, when I when I get up here, I'm gonna try to go in in the dorm and see if they'll let me in. And and you know, let me see if they'll take me to one of my old room. You know, I know right where it yeah. was. I want to see what it looks like. And you know, back then, all these rooms had their own air conditioning system in each room, and uh, basically, it had a blower switch on it, and it was either on or off. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. there wasn't no thermostats in the room. You just had to turn hey, it on. At least you off had air. Put it on low. You know, whatever. Well, my, my uh, roommate, Doug, and I, uh, uh, I always had a junk box with a lot of stuff in it. And I had a thermostat and, a, and, and some relays and stuff. And we took the front off that uh, air conditioner one day there, and we wired into the circuit there, I guess into the motor circuit there with the 
with the with the blower and everything and we uh we put the thermostat on there and we hung it on the wall now that was probably the only room in that entire uh dorm that had a thermostat in the room and i i I know there's no chance that thermostat is still going to be on the wall after 50 years but i want to go in that room and i want to go in that room and uh see if i can get any memories of uh uh you know how it uh, how it was back then oh man so uh anyway anyway uh that's that's coming up here or somewhere maybe around october the 4th i might be uh, going over there around october the 4th and that will be a tuesday so had decided what we'll do for the show yet uh we'll try to put something on or we'll give you notice that uh maybe we we won't have a show but i don't know uh but that's uh that's gonna be cool uh, uh to do that Okay, uh, hey, uh, just quick announcement again. Uh, if you're listening out there on WBCQ, let's see what time it is. Okay, on WBCQ, we'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on shortwave, send us an email to tom at w5kub.com, tom at w5kub.com, and tell us where you are in the world and how you're hearing the station. Love to uh, Love to hear from you. Join our Facebook group. It's called... W5KUB. We've got 13,000 hams in that Facebook group and uh, would love to have you. Uh, oh, hey, this week was the 75th, 75th birthday of the U.S. Air Force. There we go. Well, I think I got a picture here. Let's see. There we go. Look at there. There we go. There I am. United States Air Force, right there. That was some of my early days in the Air Force there. And, uh, uh, gee, man, the Air Force is just a little bit older than me, actually. Not not yeah. too much. I think they got a year, about a year on me. But uh, Yeah, man, they'd take anybody back then, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they, they really would, man. They really would. All right, look, hey, let's take just a quick, short, quick break, and I'll be right back. And I got something, man, I got something I want to show you guys. Look at this. Look at this. Ooh. I want to show you this in a few minutes. And I just done, I just took it out of the box. So let me I just got it. So let me uh, nice. uh stay tuned everybody and uh we're going to we're going to look at that in just a minute. We'll be uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. LDG Electronics provides st- from QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. ICOM's high-powered base stations cut through the pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Contest from the comfort of your home or remotely with the RSBA1 app. The IC7851 gives you a new window into the RF world and is HF excellence unparalleled with faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal is truly the pinnacle of HF perfection. 
It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, high resolution spectrum waterfall. The IC7610 is a direct sampling software defined radio that has changed the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. Features include RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receivers. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver brings direct sampling to the UHF VHF weak signal world. This all mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you very busy. It has fast processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. Included are real-time high-speed spectrum scope and waterfall display, smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels, dual watch operation, and full duplex operation in satellite mode. The IC7300 is the high-performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design, and it will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. Features include RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope. For more information on ICOM radios, visit www.icomamerica.com amateur. Okay. All right, guys, we are, uh, I think we're back. Let's see. Let me click the right button in here. Yeah, we're back. We're back. And i got to unclick this button. Gee. There we go. All right. Hey. All right. Just got it. Just unboxed it. Let me tell you, it, it, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting, to tell you the truth. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's Chinese made, of course. A lot of the Chinese things uh, that are Chinese made, I get. A lot of times, they don't even come with a manual, a book, or anything. They usually come in a, 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 a cardboard that's thin, that's really thin, and it's all beat up. This thing comes. It's, this thing came in a very well-packed case. Uh, very sturdy. Uh, everything was sealed inside. Uh, it uh it it you know hey you know foam and everything i mean it was it was really well uh put together this is a uh, dual trace uh 100 meg uh oscilloscope uh with uh, with a uh, signal generator in it i uh, i just got it just an hour ago Came in through Prime, ordered it through Amazon. Let me see if I, let me let me get you a better picture of this thing here. Those things are amazing. I bet it's got a USB output. So you it, can does. It, it does. It uh, does. Get me, screenshots of it. Let me see if I can figure out how to get you guys a better picture. Let me see. Let me find it. Yeah, I got one a couple. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This, this, this might work. My this backup might. is an old Tektronix 465, but I really <clears throat> like the new digital one. This may work. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if I can get the camera adjusted where you guys can see this thing. Well, it's getting it's getting pretty close. Let's turn it on. There 
There we go. Okay, it's on. It lights up, guys. Man. It, it, uh, it, it lit up. What do you think? Let's see if we can get a signal on here. Uh, Two questions. What's yeah? the speed and uh, what's the cost? The cost was about $170. Wow. And, um, again, a manual. It comes with two... Um, it comes with two times one or times ten probes, and it comes with one times a hundred probe. Wow! And, and that's a hundred megahertz scope. Yeah, yeah, it's a hundred megahertz scope. Okay. So that's let's uh, let's take the output of the generator right here, and let's see if we can put a signal in and look at it. I don't know. I'm gonna figure this out as we go, and we're going that's to. That's a really good price. I paid closer to three fifty uh, or something for mine. All right. A couple years so, back. So, you know, it'll do square wave, sawtooth, triangle. It'll do all kinds of ways. I'm, again, I, I've never, I've not used it yet. So, let's see. This is, uh, okay. So, you can, there's a sine wave right there. Uh, let's see. And let's see what, okay, we can move it up and down. You know, on our scope here. That would be, uh, that would be uh, scope one. And uh, we've got scope input two here that'd be this line we can we could actually put two uh you know uh two on top of each other and look at them uh it's kind of neat uh everything here you can read the voltage you can read the peak to peak you can read 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 you know all these things i mean the frequency right now we're on one kilohertz and let me play the generator here let's see we're on one I don't, you might not read that but we're on one kilohertz and that's one of the nice things about all that is you've got the voltage and the frequency readout right there. So it's everything yeah, all yeah. in one nice little package. Yeah. Now, okay, so I'm not sure what I'm doing. But anyway, uh, yeah, well, you can move it. We can move it. And we can move it up and down. Let's see. So, you know, we can read the, the voltage. Uh, we can... Uh, Oh man, I don't know what all we can read. Let's see. Um, uh, is there a menu button? I think there's a menu button somewhere. Oh gosh, yeah. That, menu. Yeah, usually menu. on mine is the top button. Menu, menu. No, over, or over on the top right. Top right. Yep, there's a menu right there. So if I hit menu, oh, okay. You can see all these things pop up on the menu. Picture browsing, wave browsing, output. Uh, capture output, screen brightness, uh, XY mode, uh, calibration, USB export, uh, all these things. So let me let me turn the uh, menu back off. There we go. So um, I'm just running the generator. I'm just running the generator into the scope right now. So this is going to be uh, this is going to be interesting to play with. Oh, there's a. Let's see if I can get a different, uh, let me go generator. Ah, there's generator. Right now it's showing a sine wave right here. Let's see how do I, maybe the arrow keys will change that. Oh, there's square wave. Look, I went to a square wave. Oh, that's there's a sine wave or a square wave. Okay. So, uh, let's see, generator. Okay, frequency, 1,000 cycles. Let's see, let's change that a little bit. Uh Hey, where'd you get that at? Uh, I just ordered yeah, this. This particular model is sold under different names. 
uh, if you just look for just if you just go on Amazon and put in a hundred meg dual channel oscilloscope, this will come up. I guarantee you. Uh, it's really small. It runs on five volts, so you can see how thick it is here. It's got a little cord that plugs in the back right here, but that's a USB cable uh, that plugs in for power. So you can see it's pretty compact. Um, let's see, it's got a handle here. Count your blessings, Bill. It's only going to cost you 150 bucks this time. Got a little, got a little handle here. Uh, maybe I can. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I like to. Yeah, mount I'm going to get off easy this week. Yeah. I like to mount it somehow on my workbench. Now, I've got you know some some oscilloscopes and things here, but I wanted something kind of new to play with. And the, the, the color and this it, this thing just it looks so neat and pretty. I'm sure it's really cheap. I'm sure. But, you know, nowadays, accuracy, hey, and, and you know what? I bet you, uh, Glenn, I bet you the sucker's got an Arduino in it, to tell you the truth. Uh, probably not. You don't I think so? It's got, no, I think it's probably got something more on the lines of a pick. Okay, maybe a pick, something simple. But, you know, these, you know, it's rock-bottom cheap, and I'm thinking, okay, how how could the accuracy be? But, you know, with those picks and stuff now, things can be pretty accurate. Be extremely accurate yeah yeah no, I, so I, I think it's outstanding so yeah you know uh this is kind of cool man uh well and I, i'm going to use it uh we uh uh i've got a test board built up of the tracker that we're flying and we're going to be testing uh the dual output you know right now we're running the output out of out of that clock clock zero uh on on one antenna and uh so, so you know, on, on this tracker, we're the signal coming out of this tracker is a square wave on the top piece of the dipole. I'm not sure what's on the bottom piece. I I, I don't think it has a negative. I mean, you know how on an antenna, on a half wave antenna, you 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 look at a sine wave and you know it it it's it's positive on one half and then it goes through the center and it's negative on the other half. I'm not so sure on this little tracker what the signal looks like. So, well, it's not going to go below zero because you're not generating anything below zero. Yeah, and particularly with a well, yeah, the SI fifty three fifty one is going to be zero to maybe five volts out, and it's not going to go negative. There's not a negative. Exactly, exactly. So what what we've done? We've programmed the the fifty three fifty one uh okay so so the output is on uh clock zero we're putting another output on clock one which is 180 degrees out of phase so so we should see on on one half the dipole positive uh square wave and on the other half the dipole we should see well i guess it's going to be a positive square wave but It'll be, be it'll be 180 degrees out of phase. So, I don't know. This is just a play and experiment, and I'm trying to understand how some of this stuff works, you know. Uh, but uh, this, is, uh, this is really, uh, this, is, this is real cool. Uh, I, I'm going to like this. I probably won't learn how to use all the different uh, functions in it. This is called a, I don't know what it's called. Nursey uh, F Nursey. Uh, I noticed the the spelling. Yeah. Well, on the box, uh, on the on the uh, on the the book and on the thing, they got all the letters together. But uh, I believe. Well, 
I saw it listed somewhere as like an F in a space in an N-I-R-S-I, nursey, but uh, uh, F nursey is what, what I'd call it. So I don't know if you it's, can see. It's pretty slick. But, yeah, it's... Um, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a little interesting piece of test equipment to play with, and give me something to do this winter when we we get that eighth inch of ice and snow out there on the yeah. ground. It, it'll it'll definitely free up some space in your your work area. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it will or not, but we'll take, see. Take the big scope out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's see. I don't know what we got here. There we. Let's just look at some of these. I don't know. That looks like a sawtooth right there. I guess you'd call that a sawtooth probably. That's an upside-down sawtooth. I'm not oh, sure man, what that's called. You just got a little bit of everything. Type. That's, that's a called a full. Oh, that's a half. That's Type is a half. That's a step. Okay, that, that is a step right there. Cool. Uh, well, there's your sawtooth. There's your here's your step. It's called a step right. Look at that. That that step goes up to nowhere, man. Let's see if I can get. Uh, you're starting to reach the limits of the resolution, and you can see the. Well, the the D to A kicking in. Yeah. So let's see what else we got. Go back to generator, and. Uh, Trying to oh there's a uh, there's a sawtooth right there that that is a true sawtooth right there. That's a sawtooth. Yep, that's a sawtooth. And um, see what else we got here. Another sawtooth. I guess if you cut in the other way, you know, that's a triangle, triangular. There's a square wave, man. It does look square. Yep, looks looks pretty square. Cool. That's not a bad scope for 150 bucks. Yeah, so you know we're gonna be playing with it, see what we can figure out. Um, it, you know, I've never used the scope a lot over all the years myself. I've never really uh, had to. Uh, I have on a few occasions used one, but uh, see, that's usually something? one of the first tools I go for if I don't yeah. have the. The, the voltmeter, I run straight to the scope because, like I say, it's got the frequency output, it's got the voltage output, and the, the display, so I don't have to think and, and calculate what the frequency and stuff is. Yeah, I like it right here. I'm seeing uh, voltage average 49 millivolts, whatever that means. Yeah. I'm seeing voltage peak-to-peak. -peak. Actually, it's showing zero. Voltage average is zero. Well, that's on, that's on uh, scope two, input two. Uh, so there's zero on those. Uh, voltage peak to peak, uh, two point five eight uh, volts. Uh, DIV, what's that? That's the uh, di the division, vertical division. Maybe five. Let's say five volt. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do a lot of learning. But uh, yeah. What do you think, Bill? Do you think uh, let's let's see if we can turn it off? Bill Bill's signing on to Amazon to order his right now. You know, you know, I'm thinking, and, and once I unplug at five volts, it, it goes off. I mean, you know, there's no battery. I'm thinking that I can open this sucker up 
And I can put me a five. Well, I can. Well, let's see. I need five. Why not also. just put some Velcro on the back and get one of those uh, USB battery packs? You know, those portable power yeah, packs. Just yeah, 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 yeah. I could do that. Do not void that warranty this soon. Uh, yeah, I could just uh, plug that in here and take. Hey, yeah. That's yeah, what I'll. That's one of those what I'll do. USB battery packs. Now it has a USB output. I'm not sure. That's probably for prob- taking screen captures. Yeah, that's for taking screen captures, and you probably, probably can't power it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't read enough. I don't know if I can actually see. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I won't be able to see the screen on a on a PC. I don't think. Uh, I don't actually, think. with mine, I can. You can. Uh, maybe that will come out yeah. of the USB. I don't know. You know, there's a little. I think there's a little app that runs on my PC. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can actually control the, can control some of the scope functions over the app. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of function keys here. I have no idea what to do. Oh, boy. Look at that. That's more, that's more than I want to know right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's very impressive. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's a lot of function keys that we can do there. What is SPIC? Data saved. Oh, I saved picture. There you go. There we go. I just saved the picture. Let's see what else we got. There's the menu. S S wave. Data Data saved. I don't know what that is. Now you're gonna have to read the book. V V clear. Oh, I don't know. Put my lines back on here. Uh, horizontal clear. Yeah, huh. That's that's like one of these newfangled rigs. Without the book, you have no clue what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, oh. Hey, here's a knob here. I have I haven't turned this knob yet. I don't know what that does. <laughs> I wonder what that does. Any guesses? Uh, I think that sets the thirty second self destruct. I'm gonna turn it. Oh, it moves the little. It moves the uh, vertical line. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like it, the cursor. It moves so the vertical line, and then do we have one to move the horizontal line? I'm sure you do. I don't know where it is. Well, that may be the position on the uh, yeah the channel itself. All right, let's plug it in and see if uh, scope two works. Or uh, let me plug it in on two here. There it is. All right. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I don't know what this one does. That's horizontal. It's moving that little thing across the top here. That's probably selecting your triggering point. It it probably is. And you don't, you're not running triggered, so it's not really doing a whole lot at this point. Uh, okay. Hey, oh, here, oh, here's something here we haven't even touched on yet, man. Mode edge. That's the triggering. And CHX. Let's see what mode does. Well. Okay. I don't know. Mode gives me. Yeah, that that no looks idea. like that's your triggering controls. And then let's see, that would be 
Edge, edge. Yeah, I don't know what it does. So yeah. this I'm, thing is supposed to uh, automatically. You got an auto function. You got a manual function, and so forth. So if you're not good with the scope, you know, trying to dial in a, a say a sine wave or something, you know, you don't know where to set it. Uh, this has got an automatic function that will try to hit that as close as possible, you know, and lock it in. Uh, so that'd be kind of cool. All right. Well, hey, there it is. Right out of the box today. Let's see what it says on the back. Uh, on the back, I think it says, do not turn upside probably down. Probably do not weld with it. Uh, you know. yeah. Bandwidth, 100 megahertz. Sampling rate one 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 GS per second. Yeah, it's one gig a sample per second. Oh, one gig a sample per second. Okay, is that is that okay? Is that right. good? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Number that's, channels um, two. Okay. That's ten times over sampling. That's that's a hundred meg scope. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, input impedance one meg. You see, Tom, you're costing me more money on this episode. Yeah, you you think you like? Would you like to have one of these, Bill? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I can never have enough. Fifty. It'll 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 measure. I think up to four hundred volts or something. I was reading about the uh, times one hundred uh, uh, probe sensitivity. 50, 50, 50 millivolt to five hundred volt. Time time base fifty second to ten nanoseconds. Trigger. Uh, trigger is sine. Normal and auto. Coupling AC DC input uh, input voltage. With a one times forty volt. Uh, let's see. Screen capture. Screen capture 1,000. I uh, Well, I don't know. Does that mean I can capture 1,000 pictures? Kind of. That's maybe what I'm thinking. I don't know. Waveform storage 1,000. Measurement 12 types. Generator support. Signal type 14 types. Intercept output. Support size, uh, blah, I don't know. That's pretty cool. That's about the size of a transistor radio I had once. Yeah. You know? That's sweet. Uh, you know, and back years ago, man, a scope would, would weigh, you know, 50 pounds back in the day. Oh, heck, more than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's just turn it off. And it's off. All right, well, so everybody got a chance to look at my new scope there that I haven't used yet. And uh, Now, somebody mentioned in the chat room that this is not a radio, so this is not a Kathy-approved device. Not a, not a Kathy-approved? <laughs> well, I didn't tell her I ordered it. <laughs> you, know, you know, hey, it comes with a uh, manual. Uh, this is this surprised me. It's almost the print's almost large enough to read. Actually, <laughs> yeah, 
It, it, it hey, is, you know. The mere and, uh, fact it, that it came with a manual is quite impressive. I get stuff all the time that don't have a manual, man. Let's look at, let's look at one of these scope leads here. Let's see. We It comes with a, uh, you know, BNC. To, I guess this is for the generator output right here. Uh, probably that's for the output. Um, let's look at a. And I don't know. You got a. I guess a probe end goes on on one of the uh, scope probes. Let's just check this out here. Um, it's uh. Let's see how long it is. That's at least a four and a half foot scope probe. At least. These are uh, time one and time ten. Not bad at all. Look like look like pretty good quality. Uh, right here. Pretty good. So I got two of the uh, time one or time ten, and we got one of the times one hundred. There's there's the times one hundred probe right there. All right. Oh yeah. Hey, you know, hey, and a little the little packages that hold these things are pretty nice packages too. They're not just cheap plastic. They're uh, they're they're tough. Yeah, Plastic nail. These things actually tuck in and uh, seal them up here. Let's see if I can get that in there like uh, like they did. <coughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, oh, I thought they jipped me on one of my cords. But, uh, no, they're the same. They're the same. All right. All right, we'll let you know how it does over the next. It's going to be probably a few, probably a month or two before I really get into it and, and use it. All right, well, Bill, you going to order you one? I think he already has. He's probably out ordering right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you can find I'm it under different. Amazon. If you if you look on Amazon, you will find it under different names. <laughs> You'll you'll see you'll see it listed under different names, but it'll be the very same scope. Now, in my reading and studying, uh, in in all the reviews, uh, it appeared that this one here, the the F F Nursey, whatever it's called, it had the latest or the best firmware, and it worked better. Uh, people bought some of the other brands, and once they loaded that first, I can't say it, man. Once they loaded that firmware into their their uh, scope, it, it it worked properly. So that's the reason I ordered that one. But you can find them anywhere from about one hundred and sixty-seven dollars to one hundred and eighty-seven dollars, probably in there, and. Uh, you can uh, you can probably even find some higher than that. Uh, yeah, I'm so. a, I'm a firm believer in having an oscilloscope in your arsenal of tools. 
you have to have several. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got a 465 in the closet that used to be my main one until I got this this little guy I got here. Mine's the Regal, not the Regal, um, the Handtech. You know, I, those Regals, they, they have things that look very similar, they, you know, and they look really professional. I mean, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That's sure. what I thought it was at first. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I, I think all these are copies from each other. You know, to each yeah. Now they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, wait until you tie that to the computer and start getting the traces where you can screenshot them and stuff like that. That is really nice. Yeah. Oh, let's see. What did you search for, Tom? Dual trace oscilloscope? Yeah, just search for uh, 100 meg dual trace oscilloscope, and I guarantee you that will come up. That, that one will come up. Not, not a question, and no. What, what was the name on that one? HN? No, this F, is F, F in something. F? F N I R S I F NIRSI. F nurse C. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna make me a new label and put over that something I can pronounce. Uh, scope. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna call it K U B scope. That's what I call it. Yeah, let's see. All right. The good news is they put fiber past our house. Uh, even though I live out in the boonies and uh, they say within a month or two, I might have two gig internet instead of uh, one meg. Well, that's That'd good. Be nice. That's good. You're uh you're uh, I see. I see a million of telescopes. Are you? Uh, did you log? Did you just uh, go to go to Amazon? Type in Amazon.com. Uh, huh? yeah. Am Amazon.com, and then just type that brand name in, and I, it'll pull it up. Right. Yeah, Clifton K E A F T H oh, okay. has put the link to it in the chat. F N. What was it? Oh man! I R S I. I to write it on the wall. F N I R S I. One oh one four D is in dog. F N I R S I. I'm not gonna read it anymore. I'm gonna rename it. The nursey. Yeah. But you'll find them under different names. You you'll see the picture. You'll see the picture and they'll be under a bunch of different names. I can't believe it's not pulling up. Your internet must be blocking you or something man it takes forever yeah you can't do a video call and search at the same time kind of reminded me back in the old dial-up you're reminding me back in the dial-up days it's not much better than dial-up yeah all right, well, I think I what we'll do. 
Hey, guys, let me just give you an update. You, you, you say, for nursing. Yeah. You find it? The, the 101D? Yep. 1014D? Yep. Yeah. That's correct. 1014D. All right. Let's see it. Yeah. Very cool. And you should see other brands there. They're going to vary in price about 30 or 40 bucks. All right, All right guys. Uh, I, You know, let me give you just a quick update on uh, W5KB12. Not sure where it is. Uh, let's see, where's my mouse at? My mouse is gone. There it is. Let's see if I can get North it in North Pole. Here. Man, it is somewhere up there. Probably in the North Pole. I don't know where it is. You can see on the map there where it was last reported, but that was seven days ago. It was heading north. Um, well, you know it's getting close to Christmas. The end. So yeah. I, I ran a uh, high split prediction, and not knowing where it was after seven days, it's pretty hard to run a prediction. But at that altitude, it looked like, Things were going to the east and curving up about where that spot is right there, where, where I got that circle. If you, if you look at that little graph I've got at the bottom, that, that graph shows the sun elevation. Uh, maximum sun right there. You can see the little the symbol of the sun, and, and uh, if you look right there, the maximum elevation there at noon is like 14 degrees. So that's up there around that circle. So, uh, you know, I don't think we got any sun to work from uh, in that part of the world. We, we need about 20 degrees, and maximum sun is about 14 or 15 degrees. So I haven't given it up yet. I haven't heard from it in a week. Um, I think it's still flying, but I, I really don't know where somewhere someday it's going to pop out and it will surprise us i'm guessing it's going to pop out over canada but who knows it could pop out over england i i have no idea so what do you think bill you got any bet you got any any uh wild guesses Bill, Bill freeze up. Looks like Bill's frozen. Yeah, we got to get Bill better internet connection here. <laughs> All right, let me get the phone. Let me get the. Uh... I think the ants. You know, it's getting real close to Christmas, so I think the ants needed to drop off and take a second job working for Santa. Well, they might. They might do that's, it. That's where they disappeared because you know, all you're paying them is in sugar cubes. That's true. And I tell you, they may stay up here so long that they run out. They may yeah, have you're going to gonna have to send up a, a refueling flight. Well, they may have to come back down if they start getting hungry, you know. What well, you I don't doing? want them to come down. No, you need to arrange for a resupply mission. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. I just posted the uh, uh, Zoom link in there if you guys would like to join us on Zoom. Uh disconnect to that link there and that'll put you in the show and uh again you're listening to or watching amateur radio roundtable a show about ham radio we're on every tuesday night on w5kub.com 
And you may be listening to us on uh, International Shortwave on 7490 kilohertz WBCQ. So shoot us an email to Tom at W5KUB.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join our Facebook group. It's called W5KUB, 13,000 hams in that. And also right here, let me give you a hint. Here's what I need you guys to do right there. I need you to follow that arrow right there. Follow that arrow. And please subscribe to uh, it. Let's see who we got here. We got Bill just joined us. And I see uh, Bill Brown is back. Are you there, Bill? Bill Brown? He's there. But he's he's muted not still. talking. He's not talking. All right. I'm, I'm back. Keep that on me. Yeah. Man, you remind me of back in the old dial-up days, man. I'm not talking. I'm not talking... Thirty-three six. I'm talking. It's not. I'm talking fourteen four or nine dot six or something. I don't know, man. Glenn, you're muted. I know. How about twenty four hundred? This is three hundred baud. Yeah. This is three hundred baud. Well, yeah, the three hundred baud. Hey, hey, actually, a three hundred baud. Well, hey, my first modem was at a hundred and ten with the ear cups. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. One hundred and ten. I remember that. Uh, I, I worked. I was in the barn. I worked oh, on many. I worked on many at 110. And when I was in the Air Force, believe it or not, we were looking at 50 baud. Yeah. That is, uh, that's getting down here. That is the so slow. That radio. is so slow. Nobody probably, none of the enemy could probably even copy yeah, it today. It's so slow. It's so loud. So for now, we're in the blind. What was that? What I want to know if Glenn got his radio. Not yet. You should have took. You should have took Tom's, and when that came, you could have used it. <laughs> I wouldn't have had time to use it. I mean, I'm, I'm just going crazy, working in the lab and stuff right now. I mean, it is just, it's flat out build and and code time right now, getting ready to be flat out writing time. Seems like. Guys and where are the girls? They run off on you again? Um, yeah, they. I, I put their toy away, so they want nothing to do with me. But I don't know what it is. But Godzilla decided she wanted to come in here tonight. Uh oh. And you Look might have out. seen her. She she will come up and start tapping me on the arm. I couldn't see you. You were up in the. Yeah, but uh, she will start tapping you on the arm, and then you turn to her, and she wants you to pick her up. Oh, but that was Rodan you picked up, though. Yeah, because Rodan got <laughs> jealous. These are two sisters, and I mean, they act just like human sisters. You know, what one gets, the other has to get. All right. Hey, I, I, I have to officially tell everybody this is the after the show show, okay? We have now moved into the after the show show. Amateur Radio Roundtable. Yep, where are they? Who's that coming from? That must be coming from... Yep. Bill, what, what you got going on on your radio or whatever? Oh, excuse me. I stand corrected. 
All right. Well, anyway, we're in the after the show show now, guys. This is a new show that's an hour after uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. So it's still about ham radio or 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 whatever we want to talk about. Sometimes it ain't ham radio, but yeah. Sometimes it's cats or fire detect or smoke detectors. Yeah. Yeah. That too. It's uh, like oh, right uh, now we've got one complaint already in the we got one complaint already in the chat room. They're having to mute their audio because your chirp makes their dog go crazy. Yay! All right. So I just want you to know that. Yeah. Bill's got a little chalkboard. Okay, boy, I got yeah. one today. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping track, let me tell you. Yeah. Between the, between the remote test sessions and this kid said to me, what's that beep? I go, oh, I don't know. Where is it? Uh, yeah. Well, let me tell you, this new air conditioner, it is so funny because the house is, you can feel the air coming out of the vents is so cold that the cats are now active again. When it was warm, they wouldn't move. It was too hot to move. Now they're tearing the place up. And they've got three days worth of saved up energy. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like. You know, taking a battery and float charging it for a month, they're ready to rock. It's going to be bad about 3 o'clock this morning. No, you'll be in bed sleeping. Um, uh-huh. And, and, and they'll be ready in hell. And they will, and they, <laughs> well, here's the problem. You have 22 pounds or 15 pounds being chased by 22 pounds, and the obstacle course runs over my stomach. Oh, nice. nice. So at 3 a.m., I get, you know, yeah, I get the double thump. It's kind of like a semi running over something. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, you, you should be here at that wake-up time. At oh, 7 no. a.m., I get 22 pounds right here, and I get that cold, wet nose right there. And you fly out of bed. She wants to be fed. Yeah. Can't you wait an extra five minutes? Oh, you couldn't leave it out overnight. They wouldn't need it. No, 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 no. No, No, the wait staff must be five minutes early or, you know, there will be consequences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just looked at my schedule. Do you realize I don't have a ham fest or anything on my list right now until, like, Orlando? Oh. Uh, let me ask you something. Would you want to do your, uh, oh, a visitor, would you like to do your uh, presentation, say, uh, December 1st? Let me let me double check my, my calendar. Oh, no, I'm sure. just, uh, I, I, January or February. I mean, you yeah, know, let me, I, want, I, I, I think I Canada. actually do have a, a presentation in December. I'll look at that real quick. <laughs> Guys, though, we've been flying out. Days, 101 that's impressive. days. That is really impressive. Yeah. So we Tom, can't I'm going to sign out my internet. You have the All right. All right. Yeah, Bill, you'll we'll you'll have that fiber soon. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. You will. Okay. Let's see here. 
All hey, right. Do your cats uh, perk up their ears when Bill's uh, uh, smoke alarm beep beeps? Nah, they don't even flinch. Oh, I do have where's, a presentation. Where's Charlie tonight? Over. We need more people. We, let me play yeah, we need Lincoln more people. Again. We need more people in here. We got the same old boring people in here again. Yeah, if we, we don't get more people, I'm going to start talking more cats. Oh. All right. No, that's Rodan. We don't want that. Let's yes. get more people in here. Somebody come on in here and talk to me. We got anybody in here that does EME? I'd like to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be fun. Yeah, Bill, I don't have anything on my calendar that's showing for December. I want to say I have somebody in December, but I can't find it right now. Well, well I'll text you. Yeah. some reason december 3rd rings a bell but there's nothing on my calendar so who knows let me see Oops. calendar uh, uh, december i don't know <clears throat> oh, now, now you're gonna make me go back through my emails and and Double check. No, 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 no. No, I need to know because if I sign somebody up, I need to know when I'm doing it. Well, wouldn't they connect with you again before you? Uh... I'm sure they will, but I r really don't want a a conflict. No, I don't want a conflict either. I've already had one. They say find people, and then they say, oh, well, somebody's not going in here. Oh, well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm not showing any, so. All right. I'll let you. Uh, I'll get back with you. I just yeah. got to check with people. I've got, I've got one for October 6th with the uh, Central Arkansas, um, not Arkansas, Central Arizona DX Club. They, they they want the new presentation now. That new one has really, really become popular. Good. I'm still waiting on your book, though. I, I t called the ARL, and they said, oh, well, we can't find any. Oh, really? About time you print some. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with that? They can't keep it in stock or what? I, 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 I went down there twice to get the book, and it wasn't yeah. there. I called twice on the phone, and they said, oh, we don't have it. And I'm saying, well, where is it? Is it out of you, print? Or well, I, I asked the girl. Uh, uh, that's what I asked the girl. I says, is it out of print? I says, did you send it to a ham fest that, you know, well, Milwaukee's what, this weekend? They may have sent it there for all I they know. They generally don't send their books to a ham fest. Orlando and uh, Dayton are the only two that I know of that they set up their bookstore. They don't even bring them to Huntsville. Oh, they did. They didn't bring it to New England. I, I, I was checked. Yeah, they generally do not bring the the bookstore to Hamfest, other than Dayton and Orlando. Oh, I'm due for another trip down to Newington. But so. but it's still in print, and they just don't have it in stock. That's amazing. You know, and that kind of jives with what uh, Jackie Ferreira told me um, at uh, was it Dayton. But the, she said basically that, you know, they can't keep it in stock. You're popular. Which is a, which is a good thing. You know, I'm lucky. 
Was, oh, you're popular. A, <laughs> it, was, it was a classic case of right time, right place, right idea. Mm, and it was. Uh, you know, it was one of those perfect storm kind of things. And I mean, I'm I'm grateful for that. You know, for the whole thing. And uh, it, it's been one heck of a ride, and the ride ain't even close to being over right now. You know, there's there's lots of other stuff in the works. But, I mean, right now, the latest count is I need to come up with, like, six or seven more books. Hey, you're going into your old age there, there, Rugg. Yeah, I'm pretty, you know, I'm going to have to retire from work to catch up on the books. And that's that was actually one of the things we were talking about in the pre-show today. Um, right now, we, they just switched me to a... Uh, a three-day in the office work week instead of a two-day in the office work week. And they're threatening to make it a five-day work week. And I've basically said, if it goes to five days, I'm retiring. Yep. I have finally reached that point of the pandemic really messed things up, changed things, whatever. And to the point that I don't want to work a five-day work week anymore. So I can understand all of these people that don't want to go to work. It was like, no, I don't want to drive across town. I mean, Memphis traffic in rush hour, um, it's like you're in the middle of a Grand Prix race on a bicycle. Uh, I I sampled that once. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, it was, uh, I got up at 6. I had breakfast. I got in the car at seven, and I got out there on what is that? Two forty. Two forty. Yeah. Oh Lord, have mercy! And then you know, I said, "Well, I got to get to the airport." <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Well, my my plane wasn't until ten, but I wanted to get there earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, but yeah. Um, and like I say, the way that 240 runs, it is literally, uh, you're in the middle of a, a road race with those 200-mile-an-hour cars, and you're out there on a bicycle because they are just passing you on all sides, and it don't matter how fast you're going. Well, you know, um, one night, Max, K1MAX, took me down to the rendezvous, <laughs> and I swear to God, you, you you thought it was five o'clock in the afternoon. It was yes. like seven or eight o'clock. Yes. Well, at, you know, Tom needs to hop in here and tell us about some of the Arkansas uh, chases that he watches on on YouTube. But I mean, you know, they're getting up to what one hundred and fifty miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, and they're yeah. they're they're supercharged Dodge cars. The uh, they're Challengers, Chargers. Yeah, I watched a good one last night, man. It was about an hour long. It was it was cool. It was good, man. But Did I mean, they get, they get up to speeds 150 plus, and I'm just like, good heavens. Yeah, well, I hope they get them. <laughs> <laughs> Must be them moonshine drivers. <laughs> it's just Memphis drivers, man. The problem, they, in the a problem with a bicycle out there, you don't have a place to put your gun. <laughs> yeah, That's true. Yeah, That's the only problem. See, mm. in your car, you can kind of just stick it there in between the seat. Hi, Rodan. <laughs> Ever since the air conditioner got fixed, they have just been, you know, 
live wires. They love the cold weather. And that's, that's kind of almost triggering a season change for them because I don't think the air conditioner's been this cold in years. It turns out that the, the coils were just jammed, clogged with dirt and dust. And uh, my compressor was only 25 years old, so the company was like, yeah, we can clean your coils for a 1000 or so, but you're going to need a new compressor in a couple of years. And I'm like, you know what? Do it. I don't want to deal with it. Is it a, is it an in, uh, install air conditioner? Yeah, and it's in a little tight closet. Oh, wow. And the old one didn't have any access point to get to the coils to clean them. You had to tear it all out. This new one actually has a little door that you can get in and clean the coils. Hmm. So that alone was worth the, the money. A thousand dollars. Yeah, it was it was substantially higher than a thousand dollars. I'm sure. Um, yeah, but now I get a guy that's got to come out and fix the pool. Pool's got a, a little leak, so there's there's another thousand or two or three or four or five. Oh, at least you don't have to drain it and put uh, tie tubes in there and, uh, uh, you know, to keep the thing from cracking like we do up here. <laughs> true. Very true. Hey, but at least, and you can't see it here, I've got the shelves put back up. Uh-huh. So the 101 is going to probably go on a shelf this week. Mm. Are you close to where you can put, put an antenna to it? Do you have an, a patch panel? I have a patch panel, yes. And all of the cables are on the floor. The only antenna that is not operational at this point is the cobweb. Mm. Everything else is, is working, tuned, and everything. And the cobweb, uh, the pine trees and the ice storm last year did a number on all those little stringers. So I got to get up there and restring it i got the wire i just don't have the time or the heat like tom's talking about he's going to be out there in 104 degree heat tomorrow putting his rotors back up i don't know that's too hot for me yeah well if he gets out there at seven before the sun's really up overhead it's you know <laughs> seven yeah. oh i no. stand corrected sir he's seven. retired yeah yeah i don't think he's seen seven no, hey, man. hey, Glenn, look, man, I ordered these, hey, I ordered these uh, the other day and got them in. What you got? There's the, a the little, uh, the, you know, clip clips, on. yeah. You know, you, you press it. And get, I use these a lot on little miniature stuff. I do, stuff. too. Yeah, I've got a bunch uh, of them. Boy, you can clip these things on. And uh, these are kind of cool. Hey, the wire feels like it's that um, silicone. It feels very flexible. Oh, nice. They feel very, very nice. flexible. They've got the banana plug on the end, and um, they actually even uh, have a, another socket on the banana plug where you can actually, you know, plug them together if you wanted to. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know, plug it in the power supply, and you can come out, you know, with two different cables or whatever. That's right. nice. So, yeah. So, I've got a few of these, but I use them so many, so much that I thought, well, let me just go ahead and get a few more here. Yeah. I'm about to change this computer system out. And I'm ordering the monitors for it tomorrow morning. I've got one that I'm building over on the lab mm -hmm. table. And uh, this ancient Windows 7, this system's probably 12 years old. Yeah. And it's Windows 7. And 
I've got a brand new Windows 11 system that I'm in the process of building, and I'm going to order a pair of nice 24-inch monitors and finally move up from my 19-inch monitors. Nice. So well, hey, man, hey, tell me about century. Windows. I, I have, I, I, I've upgraded to 10 in places, but I hear, I'm hearing some bad things about 11. Maybe just people don't like it, but are they going to a subscription service for 11 where you have to pay every year for it? I haven't heard about that yet. I don't believe for 11. They keep talking about it, but they keep getting so much pushback on that. I don't see that happening. Now, I think they're going that way with Microsoft Office. Oh, they've already oh, yeah. done that. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you uh, got to do that every year. Yeah. Yeah. Or else. But, uh, yeah, I think all the software folks, I think uh, Adobe and Photoshop went that route. I bought the the uh, the paid version just before they, they switched that up. Yeah, because I'm I'm just not a fan of subscription software or you know licensing like that. Well, I'll tell you, I like you, to buy it and it's mine. We need to we need to come up with an operating system that'll boot up in about one second. Called Linux. And boy, we would you know if we could replace eight billion operating systems in the world. And just charge a buck a piece for them, you know? No, I mean, go Linux. That's well, yeah. really, that well, will give you everything that you're talking about. Um, yeah. And Linux is really advanced to the point that it's not all that different. Once you get used to it, it's stable, it's more reliable, and you don't have to worry about them pulling an update 30 minutes before the show. Yeah, I, I took a couple of my laptops and I put, what is it, Ubuntu or you? You, you Ubuntu, Ubuntu, yeah. Ubuntu, it's a, the, yeah. the free Linux uh, version. I've got that on. And they do pretty good. I mean, you know, if you want, you know, for, for our show and stuff, if you want to use a browser or whatever, they're, they're fine. And yeah. they've got their own little uh, Word document. Uh, yeah, the open office. Yeah, open office uh, for it. So it's not totally bad. No. And, you know, I almost went that route, but I'm like, I just have too much Windows stuff right now. And I'm yeah. rolling so fast on the book stuff that I really, I don't want to be distracted with, with changing. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's on that computer to your left there, behind you? What does it look like is on it? No, I'm saying, is it, is it Windows 7? Yes. That's, that is my backup system slash video editing graphics. I, that, that's the monster. Okay. Uh, I've got I've got a few XP still around here. I, I yeah. probably have ten laptops here that we've been using for the show. You know, when we go to Dayton and places, and over the last ten years, and and um, they were XP. They always worked really well, but uh, mm -hmm. I was able to upgrade a number of them to Windows Ten. Yeah. Now this is still running seven, but it's got the. Uh it's got a high-end <clears throat> processor and a boatload of memory in it, and that's what I use for any kind of photo editing, video editing, any horsepower applications get it. Mm -hmm. This one is my writing slash whatever general purpose type machine. And then I've got another one over in the lab, and uh, that's a little all-in-one, and that's where I do all the Arduino software work. Then, cool. of course, I have a laptop and a company laptop, and the new one that I'm building over on the desk over there. But the new yeah, I one's thought I was bad having five. <laughs> yeah. 
but the new one is going to replace this one. This one's going to stay at Windows 7 until I reach a breaking point in the books, uh, simply because I do not want to have to deal with switching all of the video editing and uh, photo editing software in the mid midstream right now. <clears throat> I mean, you, you really need to see the book creation process from this end. It's worse than making sausage. I mean, it is, you know, every picture you see in the book has been taken by me probably and edited. Um, you know, the presentations that I do, I just had to do uh, two video recordings for the QSO Today Expo. Then, of course, I had to uh, edit the one from the Huntsville show. And, you know, as Tom will tell you, video editing can get quite intensive. I don't do much. My, that's where my stuff looks pretty crude. Yeah. But, I mean, I remember, I mean, you still have to edit the show up here and, and get it uploaded, don't you? Well, you? I'll, uh, I'll edit the music off. Uh, mainly is what all I do. Um, oh, okay. So that's just a, a it's just It's just cutting, cutting the, uh, the music off uh, yeah. at the first 30 minutes of the show. But uh, I'm and I'm the same as you. I try to do my recordings in one take. Yep. And you know have it so I don't have to edit it. But invariably, you cannot talk for thirty minutes without making a mistake. Yep. And so yeah, it's kind of like, do I want to restart just for that one, or do I want to think about editing, or just leave it? And ninety percent of the time, I'll just leave it. I just got a reminder that uh, I, I'm a volunteering for the uh, uh, Vietnam Memorial Moving Wall starting tomorrow. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and I'm I have never seen up. that wall. Well, I'll tell you, this is the third year in a row that uh, I've seen it someplace within 20 miles of my home, and uh, wow. I volunteer for it every year. Oh, absolutely, yes. Mm -hmm. They saw me coming and canceled the draft, so I kind of skipped that. They were like, no, we do not want him anywhere near our hardware. So no, I, I, you know, I did my share by working with the uh, jet engine research folks during that time frame. I mean, I was there when they were doing the engines for the SR-71, the 14, the 15, 16, and a few that we can't talk about. Right. And it was real cool because everything they did was just pure <clears throat> jet engine research. I was uh, I was watching um, a guy give a presentation. I think it was the SR-71. That's a heck of a plane. Uh, he was standing in front of the engine. I think the, the engine looked like it was like 30 feet long. Yeah, it's a monster. Uh, it's I mean, a ramjet. It's and he, yeah, it's a ramjet. And he said, this is hard to believe. He said that engine grows six feet in length as, as it, I guess it gets hot or whatever. Six feet is kind of big. I would believe six inches, but well, wow. I, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. This guy, I think he was, he was one of the original uh, designers and worked on it for many years. And, uh, 
Well, it was. It was on. I think on it was on A and E. It was on A and E, and it was a special. Yeah. But it well, was. If you've a, never seen it on the ground, it is just yeah. fuel is pouring out of it while it's running. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's like you know, why do you put fuel in this thing? It's all going to end on the tarmac. But when yeah. they get it at speed yeah. and altitude, it expands, and all of those joints seal right back up. Yeah. 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 And that's just amazing when you think titanium expanding. However long, I mean, that's, if you're talking six feet on whatever the engine material is, I'd assume titanium, uh, you're talking some serious heat there. Yeah. But I know when we tested, we actually had to have a turbojet ahead of it to compress the air so that it would run because it was the ramjet. I mean, that was just a fun job. I really hated to see that job go away. Modern technology keeps evolving. Well, yeah. I mean, well, this was the height of the Cold War, and once the Cold War ended, it was kind of like they slowed down. The facility is still there, but it it's nothing like it was when I was there in the 70s and 80s. And, of course, the... Data acquisition technology back then was changing so fast. It was just absolutely amazing. We were running, uh, in 1984, we were running 30,000 samples a second on a 12-bit analog-to-digital converter. And, you know, now you can get that on a little chip. Yeah. Three bucks and tie it to your Arduino. (laughs) Oh, and you can get a 16-bit instead of the 12-bit. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep. Oh, those those machines were monsters. They had a whopping 64K of RAM. Uh, was it a 4 megahertz clock? And they were considered the state of the art. Mm. Yeah, and WD8IOL in the chat room is correct. The titanium that they needed to build the SR-71... They got through a whole bunch of shell companies from Russia. Yeah, the uh, some of the facts uh, here grow. It grows three to four inches at altitude in length. That's, in, I would in believe length. the six inches. Yeah, I, six I've got. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and pull that up again because I'm almost certain the guy said that, but uh, he might might have made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was so funny. I didn't know that until about a year or two ago that, you know, they used a whole bunch, like kind of like the way Walt Disney bought all the land in Florida for Disney World. You know, they did it through a whole bunch of shell companies, so nobody looked like they were buying a lot. And uh, same with the titanium. You know, all these little itty-bitty companies buying the titanium for the U.S. military. Hmm. So, in effect, Russia, you know, gave us the SR-71. Now, they've actually got one of those on display over at the uh, Huntsville Space and Rocket Center. I think I saw that. Yeah, it's right out front there. You can see it from the highway. Yeah, we had... It was always fun because we also had Sikorsky Flight Research was just up the on the same grounds. This was a five-mile long facility uh, because everything was so spread out. Um, And uh, 
every morning you'd come in and the Black Hawk helicopter is hovering over the tarmac because mm-hmm. they would only fly it at dusk and dawn to avoid the Soviet satellites. Right. So that was kind of kind of cool. So every morning you'd see that Black Hawk just hovering, getting ready to head to the hangar. And, of course, I was buddies with the uh, flight simulator chief because they also had a uh, a helicopter uh, pilot training center there with a full-up simulator. And uh, I got to be real good friends with the flight uh, with the sim chief, and they used our company's disk drive, so I always was down there doing maintenance, and it was like, let's go flying for the rest of the evening. So we, we'd go up in the simulator all evening just playing because there are no classes at night. I mean, it's a lot of the early computer days were fun. We had a lot of fun. Well, with that right stuff. here it says that uh, the uh, SR seventy one was built using a slide rule. Yep, right there, Kelly Johnson. Mm-hmm. That man was a genius. Yep, but well, you know that's the thing. We didn't really have calculators uh, commercially available until the Texas Instrument uh, SR-10 in 1973, yep. 70, 70, yeah, 73, 72. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I learned my electronics on a slide rule. Yeah, so back when I was in college and in engineering, that's, yeah. Hey, man, I think that's the reason I would, uh, hey, I would have made a lot better grades if I'd had a calculator, man. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, I mean, here, I still got it right here, look. <laughs> I still got one, too. There it is, right there, man. Yes, sir. And if you can build, if you can build an SR-71 with one of these things right here, <laughs> you're, you're pretty smart, man, you know? Yeah, I mean, but those things are very powerful. Yeah. Once you learn how to use one, yeah. they're an extremely powerful tool. Yeah. Well, I can still multiply like two times two. Yeah. And, and you can it, divide. You can divide that pretty pretty quick. Yeah, and, and do your logarithms and everything. Oh, logarithms. And, uh, no, no logarithms. And, and you got the little case here, so you can put that on. You can wear that. You can wear yeah. that case around. That's the you. best place for it to be in the case, and yep. yeah, wear that thing around. But you're, with you. you're missing your pocket today. Protector. Today, you'd probably get shot at if you're wearing something like that or arrested. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you're also missing the pocket protector that goes with it. Yeah, and uh, the guest seven in the in the chat room is talking about being stuck with a PDP eleven VO three. Oh, the, I the know first, what that is. Yeah, the first How about computer, a PDP nine. <laughs> yeah, I got you beat. The first computer I ever worked on was a PDP-8M. Oh, wow. And believe it or not, there is a company out there using Arduino and Raspberry Pis to emulate them. And I actually have them, and it looks like the front panel of the PDP-8 and the PDP-11. I bought both of them. And they also have one for the original Altair 8800. And it actually runs the original code. Wow. There is a site out there that has all of that old original code, and there's all kinds of processor emulators for virtually every mini computer from that era that will run on a Pi. And uh, 
There's a company selling the the uh, PDP-8, PDP-11, and Altair, and I bought all three. I just need to assemble them. That's, uh, yeah, it, it's really cool, you know, the fact that a something like a, an Arduino or a Pi can emulate those monster computers we had way back in the day. Yeah, learning Fortran on punch cards. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I I used to have to do. Uh, you know, I has to. I had to write Fortran programs and, and key punch them in, and I had to maintain the card readers, and the card punches, and that was. You had to be part car mechanic back the back then. You know, it, it was. Are you telling me? Are you telling me the SR seventy one had a card reader on it? No, I'm saying the computers that I worked on. Oh, did. oh okay, okay. I thought maybe it had punch cards on it. Yeah, that, that's that's the fuel. It's yeah, feed it punch cards and it burns them like coal. But uh, yeah, I mean, I basically my programming started out with Fortran on the on card punches, <clears throat> you know, key punches, just banging away. The heads on the disk drive of the supercomputer I was working with were powered by hydraulic fluid, not servo motors. And this is the same class of machine that was used to put man on the moon. Oh. Yeah, Kevin, I used Fortran 4 as well. I was at uh, the Pratt-Whitney facility when we rolled out 77. But I never never had to learn COBOL, though. Never did COBOL or RPG, but I pretty much wrote in every other language there is. You know, it was bad enough having to do it. Yep. Huh. Now, you all are talking Fortran. Let's go back into time with Deck and start talking Focal. Mm. Formula Calculator, F-O-C-A-L. That was one of the early PDP languages yeah and timeshare too i had a modem and i was on the uh miami dade uh univac 1103 using timeshare and of course there were several uh deck uh, 1145s running ristus for timeshares and we all had accounts on those through the companies we were working with and the and the colleges and stuff Well, guys, it's, we we almost are out of time tonight, and I'm getting hunger pains. <laughs> yeah, and Kevin, we had the IBM System Seven, so yeah, we're we're real close. I was trained on the 360, 370, but never had to touch it. Oh, you don't know what you missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I was control data, and. Uh, you know, we had the disk drives on those things, but I was pr predominantly a mini computer guy, so I had their System 17 Cyber 18 line. When I worked for the Department of the Navy in Arlington, Virginia, they had the 360 and the 370. And we did enlisted projections once a month, okay? 
And nine times out of ten, one of those machines would go down, and it, it, the stuff would get backed up in the queue. And the, <clears throat> the senior chief data processing technician said, look, we're going to do something funky. He says, we're going to teledyne it to Cleveland. They have a, what was it? A 4341, I think is what it was, yeah. computer. He says, we'll start it there, he says, and bring it back. And I says, oh, I says, why don't we do the whole thing? <laughs> well, did you know that the IBM System 7 had a remote shutdown button? And if you press that button, it would shut down the dual 4341s that were five miles away. I don't ask me how. Problem. Don't ask me how I know about that. I, I all I know is I got paper back within within the hour, and I was really really impressed. <laughs> yeah. No, we saw that button on the System Seven and said, "What does this do?" Oh, don't do that. <laughs> and we actually pushed it, and then we get a phone call from the other end saying, "Did we do anything?" Both forty three forty ones were rebooting, hmm. and we went, "No, we haven't touched a thing." Don't know of course, fortunately, the fortunate, yeah, the statute of limitations is run out on all of this. Right. <laughs> you don't have to worry. But uh, we were so far out in the Everglades that frequently they would have signs on the entrance to the computer room building, uh, use back door, alligator has front door. <laughs> because it was all a fenced-in facility, and we had Everglades you know, behind us. And the alligators would come up wanting to cross the street, and they couldn't. And they'd just end up right at the front door of the of the computer blockhouse. And they were not happy, and they'd just lay there because they were frustrated. So they'd have to get a guard down to come and open the fence, and then they'd get a piece of 20-foot all-thread rod, and a couple guys would shove him on through the gate and then close it again. All right, guys. We got to. We're gonna have to shut it down. It's the end of uh, end of our uh, time tonight. And uh, just want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight on shortwave and listening. You've been listening to Amateur Radio Roundtable, and you can tune in live Tuesday nights at eight o'clock p.m. on Central Time by going to w5kub.com. Seventy-three. Good night to everybody, and we'll see you next week. Seventy-three. Yep. Good night. All right, so that will let me uh, end the video. Oh, for some reason it had already ended itself. That's strange. Oh, wow. Hopefully you started it. Well, I did. It's flashing. Uh, oh. Flashing. I think it flashing means with this new version, flashing means it's still operating. It's just operating at a slower rate or something.